The King's Council helps you discover, develop, and deploy your God-given talents and abilities. In order to leave a legacy, you need to live your legacy of excellence through the five power pillars, mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, and financial. Now, our programs are specifically designed to give you the blueprint and strategies that you need to gain an edge in the most important areas of your life. Join us in creating the next wave of kingdom entrepreneurs and become the CEO of your life by visiting kingscouncilcoaching.com and connect with one of our team members today. All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the King's Council Podcast. I'm your host, Riley Meek. And today, if you're watching on YouTube, you get you get to see this cute little face that I'm, I'm looking at right now. <laughs> I have my... more facial hair than you, by the way. I just want to remind you. <laughs> you do, man. You absolutely do. I actually kind of envy that for a little bit because I don't I think that would take me like three to four weeks to get that what you got on your face, man. This but, is like four months in the making. So I'm, <laughs> I can't, I can't break too much. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, you guys, I, I, I'm so excited about this episode today because uh, usually, and, and Caleb, you might not know this, but a lot of these episodes, man, are, are me solo. And, and we've been talking a ton about kingdom money principles and, and kingdom entrepreneurship. And that's why I just thought it was be so incredible to invite you on, introduce you to the King's Council community. Uh, because uh, I mean, we've got some incredible listeners, uh, incredible entrepreneurs, and then what you do so well, man, I'm so pumped to, and, and just this future alignment that we have, but just to introduce you to the tribe. So everybody, welcome to the show, Mr. Caleb Willems. Dude, <laughs> What's it, up, it, man? It's, it's an honor to be on here. I have a ton of respect um, and just want to honor you and your community. It's, uh, it's a pleasure, man. And it's really, really cool to see, like, be friends with you and see your heart be, before this ever even was a thing. Right. And, like, for us to talk about some of the things that are now not just happening, but happening at a high level, incredible. It is. It is. It's hard to believe that that meeting that we had on that couch in, in at your place there in, yeah. in Colorado, right? Unbelievable. And, and, and it gives me, it literally gives me goosebumps because it's like, we literally talked about some of the same things yeah. that now are being executed on our end and on your end. And it's just, it's just, it's awesome, dude. It's, it's awesome. incredible. It is incredible. Cause I mean, it's just a testament to what God's doing. I, I believe just, you know, with, within the kingdom, the kingdom economy and the, the alignments that, uh, that are just happening. Uh, but it, you know, it takes us to continually move forward and, and take those steps, uh, as kingdom entrepreneurs. And, and as we start to see some of that fruit, it just gets, it gets more and more exciting, man. So, uh, and it's, it's fun too. So if, I, I want you to give a little background on yourself, man. So people can kind of know, um, a, little of your, your history, your background from Wisconsin of all places. Um, and, but that's not even where we met. We actually met at a, a, a Pete Vargas event, yeah, right? Yeah. A, a stage agency. Event. Shout out to Pete if you're watching. So my, my yes. background is I grew up in Wisconsin. I'm the oldest of six kids. I grew up in a Christian home. My dad is a PhD molecular biologist. Um, way smarter than I am, uh, written uh, six times the books I've written. Uh, and he wouldn't even consider the book I wrote a real book based on the years and years of like research and uh, that goes into his. Uh, I realized real fast that I was not going to follow in his footsteps. I love the health aspect. I just, my brain and science don't really like, like in chemistry just wasn't a passion of mine. And I found out real young 
um, that I love this whole business space. Like I could even say that I like the money space, but I actually like business more. Like the idea of like creating value and having people exchange currency, which we call money for that. It was just like unbelievable. Um, got a job at a chicken farm where I gutted chickens and I got paid a dollar per chicken. Um, and that really opened my eyes to a lot of money principles. I read this little book called The Richest Man in Babylon. And one of the principles that just has stuck with me is you pay yourself first before you pay anybody else. And he talked about some other principles about multiplying your gold and other things. And, 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 and someone also got me a Stansberry and Associates from Agora Financial, like the little publishing, yeah, yeah. which was funny. I, I just met the CEO of um, uh, Agora the other day and I got to share him that story of like, Agora was one of the reasons I got in the space. And um, so thank you. Um, right. And and so between like some of those things, I just, I was just, I was just like, man, like this, there's something here. Like there's like, I love this space. And then I couldn't realize why everyone was broke around me. Like everyone was spending money. They didn't care about what was going on. They had no, knew nothing about the markets and all the stuff. And I just, I just loved it. I couldn't like, and, and you probably can relate. There's the people listening to this. There's things in your life that you just love. And it's like, that's a, that's God telling us really to lean into that. Um, and, and whether it's a gifting or not, it was something that I genuinely enjoyed. Um, my dad actually was an executive at, at a vitamin company and was reading good to great. And uh, for those of you that know my story, like reading is extremely difficult for me. Um, and so I loved listening to things, but Good to Great was actually the first nonfiction book I read cover to cover. And it was probably weird because it's all about leadership and business. But I remember like reading that book and thinking like, it would be a dream. It would be a dream for me to be an executive of a company that was helping people with money. Like, again, I didn't know anything about the space. I was just like, man, I would love to be a great company and one, one thing that I think could be of great, great value is to bring financial literacy or help, like help people because I don't know why America is so broke. So that was kind of the th- that was a seed that was planted. Got a job at a bank when I was 17, did everything in the bank. I was a teller. I worked in a mortgage department. I wrote radio ads. I would go to networking events. Riley, I would sit in on meetings for free um, because I was just so like, I knew it was like intuitively knew that this was a place that was going to be a launching pad for me. So I could care less about the money, but I knew I was in a place where I could learn how money works from deposits to loans. We had an investment department. I was an HR nightmare. So shout out Mary. Uh, thank you, uh, for, for not firing me. Um, but yeah, I was a disaster because they wanted me to punch in. They, I could only work so many hours, so I'd work for free and I just, I didn't care. And I was just, loved to work and i was also the teller that was like calling the ceo telling him how we could like double our revenue and giving him ideas and so i realized back like that wasn't normal but that's just like kind of who i am right. um fast forward worked in our investment department at the age of 18 and then when i was 19 years old became one of the youngest people in in the country to actually have the ability to take over and run our retirement you know solutions investment department at the bank and that's where so many doors opened the, one of the best things that ever happened to me is I didn't, um, I didn't try to like make a ton of money. Then I just took a step back and said, "I'm 19 years old. I look like I'm 14. Okay, <laughs> um, I have an incredible opportunity. I was living at home, by the way, going to college. I have an incredible opportunity to learn and really do this the right way. And the biggest blessing in disguise is I didn't have a a direct average mentor." So I like made me go out and seek other people that were true experts. And so I learned some amazing things about life insurance, about taxes, about efficiencies, about investing, about how to measure cash flow, about, you know, I'll say efficiencies again, because I'm so obsessed with helping people be more efficient with their wealth. And I had this like an epiphany and like this tug on my heart to be like, 
there's there's we can truly up our game as it relates to serving people. And so at 21 years old, this is a calling from the Lord, and and also just um, I, I believe God puts wiz- people that have wisdom around you. And it became really clear, although to the outside world it was stupid. Internally, I knew at 21 years old I had to leave and and start um, this thing that now is birthed into BetterWealth.com. And so from there, we humble beginnings, lived at home while writing the book. Our first office was $250. I had a couple of people that believed in me and we just built this concept of like, we believe that you are your greatest asset. We believe that money is, is more of a stewardship. We need to, we need to look through the lens of efficiency, not like we're not arriving. We're not like, we don't, it's not a destination. It's like, how do we be efficient with the day and the wealth that we've been given? And, and that's just birth from a lot of things the, the book speaking opportunities we're we're coming up on 500 episodes this year we're gonna surpass really 500 mad? episodes on the podcast wow. and just um man i'm just just humbled i'm i'm late later this year i'm speaking at one of the largest financial advisor summits and i'm keynoting that event and it's Amazing. just by it's by the grace of god that it's like if you would have told me five years ago that this would have happened i would have been like I just want to make 50k. <laughs> like I just, I just want to make money and like do the yeah, right yeah. thing. And 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 I'm just so grateful that um, the Lord has just moved in some powerful ways and and put me in positions to um, be faithful in the in the next step. So that was maybe a little too too much of the story, but I that gives a little context to the audience. Yeah, dude, no, that's that's fantastic. Thank you. One of the things though, you you just said you just wanted to make money, but really it, it seemed like you had that vision, right? Yeah. That probably everybody in your, your inner circle closest to you will probably, as you mentioned, like, what are you doing, dude? Like you need to continue in school or uh, tell me about that experience where you just knew. Cause it, I think a lot of our listeners, they may have that, like they know, but they've yet to take that jump or yet yeah. to take that, like that, because it can be scary as an it, entrepreneur. It's funny. I, I say that kind of funny, like jokingly, because I could care less about money. Mm-hmm. But it, I've been never actually made when I was at the bank over fifty thousand. It was just one of those things where I reinvested back in. I would defer, 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 but in the right way to build it up. Um, I a couple things. I'm I'm really believe in the power of of writing down your mission statement, and my mission statement is simply to help people see and reach their highest potential. You're not going to see God in that sentence, but it has everything to do with our faith and the gospel, because how in the world can you reach your highest potential without something greater to live for? And so it's like, this is why I exist. And like, I want to do everything I can to really highlight that for people and encourage that. And I realized that money, while it's not the number one thing, it's for sure the top five. And it's interesting because we have certain things in school, which this is a whole nother podcast that we could do. We should have a series, by the we way. Could, we could do um, that, man. <laughs> but like college is, and like school, like, yeah, you need to do this. You need to learn math and all these things. And, and, and yet money affects every single person. And while I don't believe money is this, the number one reason, I think it's tied to every problem, essentially, and, and your, your opinion and your heart and your relationship with money. And so all of that to say, I'm starting to look at this. And then I read a, a Harvard study that essentially says like, like the power of regret. And, and then I'm reading thinking grow rich. And he's talking, you know, Napoleon Hill's talking about like uh, deeper fears and how majority of people don't do things because of, you know, they're afraid of what other people think of them. And I just realized Riley, I was, I had a like, Oh my goodness moment kind of deal where I was like, Oh, I am deathly afraid of what other people think of me. And my parents are amazing, but I am making decisions based on what they want me to do. And by the way, being 21 years old, graduating college early, 
running a corner office of a bank, no one in the world is going to come to me and say, hey, you're slacking. But it's that internal voice that says, um, I, like, I just had to look myself in the mirror and say, if I fail, Caleb, am I going to be okay? And the identity is not going to come into success or failure. Um, I, I think about a lot about my death and thinking about on my deathbed, what are the things I'm going to regret? And I'm, I would regret staying in a comfortable, cushy gig when I know, when I know, I know, I know there's something better. Yes. So that's, that's the answer to that question. Brother, I just got goosebumps on that. Because uh, I think that's so, that's so good, man. Like, a lot of people are just, they're, they're, they're worried, they're concerned about taking that risk. And at the end of the day, what's the worst that could happen? what's the worst? Are you going to die? Like probably not. Right. You may, you may lose everything financially, but at least you found out that you, you, you gave it your best, right. You, you gave it that, that shot. And, and so I just do want to encourage people like that. I mean, and this is just an incredible story that we're just getting into this, uh, you know, what you've done and, and where you're growing a better wealth and, and, uh, uh just your unique approach to this, I think. And that's the most amazing thing here because some people know we, Scott and I, we have an insurance agency. Uh, we do dinner seminars through that. And, you know, the most of it, it's like, we're, we're product driven, like right. we're, we're selling products and, uh, it, and, you know, and it wrapped up in a service package, right. That's our wrapping paper. <laughs> uh, but we're, how, how we get paid is, is we sell a product and that's just kind of what the, that whole industry is, is like, um, which yours is a little bit unique, man. And, and t- talk to us a little bit about that and, and why you felt to take better wealth that way uh, in that model versus product driven. Right. And so ironically, it started with a product, which is life insurance. And, um, and it's it, essentially, we, we call it the and asset. That was the book that was written. We own andasset.com. And that's kind of like the life insurance brand. And, and the concept is life insurance, when set up and used properly, is literally the greatest place to store and use your money throughout your life. Like it, it protects you, grows the rest of your life. You have access to an ever-increasing capital pool to invest in yourself and your business. It unlocks so many things in the future. I, I hate the word retirement, but that's what people think of. It it like enhances that greatly. And oh, by the way, it, it allows you to save more. And so like I was starting to learn this and I'm like, why, why are like, why is everyone like not able to sell this? This is incredible. And it it really, you look back at the industry and it's like not to throw any digs, but it's like, people are not being trained. They're like, Oh, do a dinner seminar. They they have no clue what they're talking about. And they're just, it's like cringe, 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 cringe. On top of that, they're saying, Caleb, go invite your hundred friends, buy them coffee with a string attached and ask for referrals before you add value. And I, I can't tell you how many times I just wanted to get out of the space. So what we did originally in the life insurance space that was unique is we were like, okay, like we, we talked about ROR because everyone talks about ROR as rate, rate of return. And we just switched it and said, okay, ROR should stand for return on result. You, Riley, what do you actually want? Like what, what do you actually want to accomplish? And oh, by the way, when we can articulate that in words, if we can show you a more efficient, if we can show you a better way to use your money to get that, would you want to work with us? I mean, it's, it was, maybe it wasn't that smooth or that clear and concise, but that, that was the philosophy. So we used the product, but we didn't lead with the benefits. We let, led with the, what do you want? And is there something that we can have in our toolbox to help you get that? The, the cool thing is that has funded the mission to increase our toolbox. 
You know, yeah, we, yeah. life insurance is still an amazing tool. I save over six figures a year into it. And a lot of clients still come to us for expertise in overfunding life insurance to do that well. But there's other tools that can help you be efficient. And the fun and exciting thing is we now can add multiple tools. And with that mindset that still hasn't changed, how can we help you get super clear on where you want to go? I articulate that. And then that should be success, not a 8% rate of return. 8% rate of return might be what you need in your toolbox, but the, that, that, that's a really shallow financial success metric. Yeah. What do you actually want? And let's get there. Let's get there the fastest. Yeah. That's so good, man. I got like 85,000 questions. I want to, I want to like get through this episode. So I, we're just going to have to do multiple episodes. Yeah. If you're, I'm if you're cool, cool with, with the series, man. I, okay. I love right. it. Yeah. I like this. So, and why I have so many questions, because I, I want to, I want our listeners to understand this process. You, you talk about, uh, overfunding life insurance, which Dave Ramsey is like, he's got those goosebumps right now. Cause that's not what he recommends. Yeah. Right. He's, so, he has the opposite of goosebumps. He's like angry <laughs> yes. you can see steam coming out of his um, yes. you know, head. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, nothing against Dave. He has his way, his, his model. Right. But, um, the only thing as, as a kingdom entrepreneur, the only thing that I've ever invested in, in, in Scott, my, Scott Thomas, my business partner, we invest heavily in cash flow businesses, yeah. uh, cash flow real estate, and what you teach and, and your philosophy with just like cash flow banking, right? Yeah. Just like, and, and that's really what, when you're talking about overfunding life insurance, that's what you're, you're meaning with that, correct? Yeah. yeah. Yes. And, and it's, it's, very, 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 very interesting and good. So I'll break that down is cash flow is the ultimate metric that you should be judging everything off of. Um, and you might think I contradicted myself. You're like, no, isn't it the result? Yes, that's the goal. But cash flow is a way to measure. Like yep. you could be a billionaire on paper, but if you don't have any money coming in, you're like, go to the grocery store. You, yeah. you, you need Ask that every cash. crypto guy. On, right. On the yeah. Right that's now, right? This is a touchy subject right now for crypto. Uh, <laughs> yep. and, and so, so this is the, this is the big thing is like, yeah, invest in businesses and opportunities and, in, in, in real estate and other things that can create that cash flow. And, and really a financial successful person has enough cash flow now and into the future to live an intentional life. So we want to, you know, yeah. that that's the base. Insurance is not an investment and it doesn't kick off cash flow. What it does is it's just a better place to run money through or store capital. So what a lot of people will do, like like yourself, is mm -hmm. take money, it's it's got to store somewhere. So you're gonna put it in a lovely savings account, and then you're gonna take that money from 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 the savings account and then put it into business or real estate and all, all that stuff, and that's gonna create cash flow. And like that's amazing. What I would just do add to that is saying, instead of running that through the savings account, would there be any benefits to run that money through an overfunded life insurance policy? Where when I say overfunded, you're you're max funding the cash benefits, the living benefits, and minimally funding the the base insurance. And what that does is that that creates a, a really efficient place for your cash to grow. Life insurance, there's a lot of tax benefits and other benefits to your cash, but long term. Your, your money is getting the credit of permanent life insurance, which is awesome, that's structured properly. And that's why we call it the and asset. Yeah. And it gives you the ability to utilize that capital, not from, but borrow against to do other things like invest in business or real estate. So essentially when done properly, you can take $1, have it do all the benefits of life insurance, which there's multiple, 10 plus benefits we could go through, and have access to capital to invest in another asset 
that creates cash flow. And that that and combination is better than scenario one where you're taking a dollar and investing it directly into the investment and business. And so that's that's the overarching message. And that's why when you when this was the foundation of what we were learning about money, that's why we're gurus because we just think differently. Because right, this right. is not being taught in, in traditional school. And so when you understand concepts like this, other tax strategies and other things are just so much easier to grasp because you're already looking at money and cash flow through a different lens. Yeah, that's so good, man. And I, I love even you just uh, brought up tax strategies there because there's one thing as entrepreneurs, which majority of our, our listeners are, are entrepreneurs and we are usually pretty good. And what I've gotten pretty good at is going to get it. Like I can go get that money, yeah. uh, but it's one thing to get it. And, and another thing to actually not even necessarily keep it, but to, to make it still useful versus giving it away to the IRS or, or, or somebody else. Right. Like it's money simply is, is a tool. And, uh, it, and if we, as a kingdom entrepreneur, we, we coach and we teach on, Hey, we don't own anything, right. God owns everything. We've broken this down into four money principles that 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 we coach on in the King's Council. I don't know if I've shared this with you, Caleb. See, see if it's approved by you. But uh, ownership, God owns everything, right? Uh, then there is uh, essentially stewardship, right? Like we we're we're simply the managers of anything that God has given us. Um, worship, which is essentially a tithing, is an act of, of worship, and and so as a kingdom principle, you better tithe. Okay, that's where anything and everything starts. Uh, in Malachi, it says that opens up the windows of heaven, the blessings of heaven, if we start to tithe. And then kingship, which essentially is how do we use that money as a tool? What do we, the laws of sowing and reaping, and how do we use it to multiply? We naturally have that ability, but when God puts his super on our natural man, there's incredible things that, that take place. So um, those kingdom principles, uh, but also the strategies that, that, you have. And, you know, I remember when I first hired my accountant, I was like, dude, I just want to go get this money. I want to go make it and and get as much as I possibly can. And, and, but then I want to steward it appropriately. So will you just help me keep it, not spend it foolishly or give it to the IRS? Uh, and, and that was just like, I wanted the pilots to fly the chefs to cook and have an expert in every lane to, to help me essentially a coach. And, uh, and I just love that that's what you guys do when you coach on your, your entire philosophy isn't just the and asset, but you have multiple uh, segments, we'll call it, to the better wealth way. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. And it all comes back to cash flow, cash flow, cash flow, cash flow, because we can get super cute. But at the end of the day, money only does two things. When you have money, here's my $1 that gets yep. beat abused every time I use these scenarios. <laughs> when you have money, it literally only does two things. It can be saved for a future consumption date or it's gone. And I don't really care if you're spending it on a latte, spending it to the government, spending it on tuition. When you lose a dollar, you don't just lose that dollar, but that dollar's never able to grow or be controlled by you ever again. And so it's just interesting. Like if you do this scenario, think about all the money that you've made in your life. Just think about that number and then look at your bank account and retirement accounts. It's nowhere near that. Right. So we can talk about compounding and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, if we just had a better strategy for people like you that are producers, mm -hmm. we could just help you keep more money. Yeah, compounding and all, all the and asset and all those things are great. And oh, by the way, it's just a cherry on top because so often you're totally right. You just like, if you just had someone in your corner just as a speed bump, 
and and as something looking over i mean we've saved people hundreds of thousands of dollars just on the front end not investing a single dollar just by reorganizing how they're making their money and using their money throughout their life and so that's in one year imagine that compounded over your lifetime right yeah i mean just in in chatting with you um and other you know experts on the team there it's just like it almost makes me sick uh and not almost it, it does make me sick like to think about areas that i've you know i've i've i, I wasn't properly organized uh and it my my philosophy early on you know when i'm 24 25 i'm like i'm just starting to make more money at my i was just like i don't care i'm just gonna go make more i'm gonna go get it i'm gonna go, go get more and it was if i would have implemented what you guys coach now then man alive it would have been so i would have been, i'd feel so much better um but here's an example riley just real fast yeah, was, yeah. we had a client the other day who like we literally put over a million dollars back in their pocket just by looking at their mortgage situation and wow. shifting one thing and again we're all about control cash flow but it's like not only were we able to do that but we were able to model that because of how we work and like those kind of things, like a lot of people are thinking making more money, better investments, paying less in tax, by the way, all great things. How many of us are analyzing every part of our debts, which a debt is a tool, it's not necessarily bad or good. And like, what if we could shift one of those things and maybe increase a term or change an interest rate that can show up really, really powerfully over your lifetime, potentially based on your scenarios and your assumptions. And so yeah. it's, it's super, I, I feel like we, we live the dream every day. Yes. I mean, absolutely, dude. So what I love about what you guys, I mean, there's so many people out there that call themselves advisors, financial advisors. I mean, they have to sell you something and, but what you guys do, it is true from what I can tell, right. It's like a true advisory type role. Like we're not, cause you just mentioned mortgages. You don't, you don't do mortgages, right. But you coach people through that process because they're able, you're able to get a, a true snapshot of their financial situation. Uh, actually, could you want to share like how you do that? Yeah. The, your, the x-ray approach. Yeah. We we're not very creative at better wealth. So we call this <laughs> financial x-ray because I'm thinking of like creative terms and I'm like, this really a financial x-ray because we're, we're going to get you financially naked and show you exactly right. where you're at. Uh, and, and it's funny because if you ask, ask me like, what is the real need? I think a lot of people just don't know where they're at. And I really believe that eats at someone because how in the world, Riley, are you able to show up powerfully as an entrepreneur if you don't actually know your numbers? Yeah, that should be, that's going to convict a couple of people just now because like a lot of us are like trying to be a good steward we're on our hands and knees trying to pray and yet we're super hypocritical about how we're using our money because we're just putting our head in the sand which is not the definition of stewardship right. so at the end of the day we were like okay um i had this like epiphany when i was at the doctor they they showed me an x-ray and i would just had the mindset of optimization it had nothing to do with like fixing a problem but i saw what was and what should be and i was like what like this is amazing like there's no selling that needs to happen. I see exactly what's going on. We can debate about how to get there, but the x-ray is the ultimate measuring stick. It's not a, a doctor that's trying to convince me to do everything. It's him showing me what's going on. And, and then I started asking, why can't we do this, the same thing with the financial world? And when you start asking questions like that, you're like, oh, the reason is we don't make money on a lot of efficiency hacks, if I'm being frank. Like, yeah. The, the, the name of the game is to find the investable assets and then invest that money in either life insurance or investments. Because why? Because that's where we get paid. 
that's just that's just the that's the dirty secret that's not a secret it's like yeah, that's yeah. financial planning and so um, but but selfishly hear me out here it's like oh if we helped people be more efficient and some of them worked with us wouldn't they have more money to steward over their lifetime like right. selfishly we probably should help people because even I could justify from a selfish standpoint, we can make more money in the long run because everybody wins. Yeah. And so we started asking the question, how would we do that? And it is impossible to do an x-ray without a third party model, an independent model. And so we started asking questions about, okay, what would this model look like? Or there's a lot of retirement planning that does something called you know, the Monte Carlo simulation. And so it's, a, it's the 4% rule. It's like, you, you ever see those commercials with your, like, what's your number? And it's like a miserable commercial where you're yeah, like, yeah. Well, I wonder what my number is going to be. That's based on a Monte Carlo concept of like, if you have a million dollars and you take out 4%, now you have $40,000 that you can spend and have a 98% chance of not running out of money. And so a lot of retirement planning is accumulation, distribution, that's their whole concept. And so they, they, they market around what's your number. And I'm like, that doesn't fit well. Like, I don't care about a number. I care about cash flow. If, if a million dollars can spit out 40 and my financial plan can spit out 80, I care about that number more than just a, a stagnant number that's, you know, so right. it, it was, it was never, it never resonated with cash flow. but cash flow is not just future retirement. Cash flow is also short-term efficiency because everything that we can measure can be short-term and long-term cash flow. And so at the end of the day, it's been this journey of figuring out how can we create a dynamic cash flow ratio model that can show you exactly where you're at, can model things like how much money you should be saving, what kind of rate of return you need to be earning. Do you need to work longer? Do you need to reduce your standard of living? Should you sell your business? Should you keep it? Should you sell your real estate? Should you keep it? Like all these things are not feelings anymore. We can measure it. And so when we figured that out, and I, I can't take any credit for like figuring that out. I just know incredible people. And so we just brought in some of the best of the best. And then we're like, okay, we have the model. We should create a report. We should actually have a report that can show people where they're at. And oh, oh, by the way, like maybe like if people have tax, can we do a tax ray? Can we audit someone's tax situation? Yes. Can we, if someone has invested investments, can we audit their investments? Yes. So we've kind of packaged this whole thing where it's like wherever you're at, if you go through our financial x-ray, we're looking at it through the lens of inefficiency. And we're like, we start with that. And then, and then it's like, we're not here to sell you anything, but it's going to highlight what you should focus on. And then we have a network of people that we can start the, the process. And, and you might like want to work with us. Like to be totally frank, Riley, majority of people that go through the x-ray end up working with us in some capacity, not because we force them or we like we're, we have an agenda on the back end. It's just like no one's ever had that experience and been served that way. And we're showing right. them exactly where they need help and it's up to them. And there's some people that have a financial planner and they're able to take the x-ray back and implement that. And it's amazing. And so we've yeah. created that as a product or service that the general public pays for. And I know that we have a powerful uh, partnership that we're working on that is going to allow um, just this community to be able to do this in a powerful way at a very affordable price. Yeah, of, who right. know, stay tuned, but yeah, right. it'll be affordable. And, don't and don't so, give it away. <laughs> so at the end of the day, it's like that is that is the process and that's the, the, the mindset and the heart behind the financial x-ray. Yeah. And I think that the reason why that is so powerful is so many people having been in the, the seminar world uh, and whether it's just, you know, slinging annuities or premium finance type policies, it's like most people, either they've, they've had a job majority of their life, they finally have left that. So they don't necessarily have an advisor. So they may need somebody, which is great. You need an x-ray, right? Or if you've got an advisor or somebody that you've been working with, 
you should still get this type of x-ray. But I think a lot of people think, well, I'm like cheating on my advisor, right? Like they, they have that hesitancy, but what you're saying is you can do the x-ray it's, you can, you don't have to get any of the things that, you know, through us, take it back to your advisor and, and get those products from them. Right. And there's, there's still value in there. Um, and at the very least, it's like that, that second opinion, yes. right. When, when you do get that x-ray, a second opinion of just like, let's take a look. What's the worst. If there's a reason why your advisor doesn't want that to take place, then there's probably uh, other things to be concerned about. Right. And here's the other thing. I don't I don't necessarily want to badmouth any advisors. There, the, the thing that I just want to be very, very clear on is we're taking a very entrepreneurial approach to this whole money thing. The, the industry is not set up to do this. They're set up to be a life insurance expert, an income planning slash annuity expert and all those things. And those are a powerful strategy. Premium finance is a great example. An amazing strategy, if done well, if done right. properly. Right. can be a disaster if not. <laughs> and so that's the whole concept is like, if you came to me and said, Caleb, should I do an annuity or should I do a premium finance? I would be like, I can't answer that. Right. And I've sold both, you know, right. like I, I can't answer that. And at the same time, it's like, we need that process. And so, yeah, my hope is that we would only enhance the, um, the, the financial advisors that they're working with. And maybe we could free up more money so that the financial advisor could invest if that's the route that you can go. It's also interesting. We have an RAA. We invest people's assets. And you ask me and you hear me speak, you're not going to hear me be super passionate about the stock market. Because especially right. if I'm talking to entrepreneurs that are kingdom mindset, I, I think there might be better places to utilize capital. Absolutely. And so that's not investment advice, but like we can also, we don't have to be sold or bought because we control every entity. And that's another thing that is not not necessarily what I would recommend everyone do, but I'm grateful that we had the stamina to be able to pull that off because it really allows us to be dialed in and not not cater to any one agenda. We can truly do what we want to do and and stick to our guns from a standpoint of making this the right right process and not be bought. Yeah, that's so good, man. And and it really just ties back to, uh, you know, we can't serve two masters, right? We they love one, hate the other, and and so many of us and I've I've spoken a lot about this, even on this podcast that, you know, I, I really believe a lot of us are, are serving money in our poverty. And, and it, just from the idea of we're not allowing, we're not, we're, we're, we're allowing money to c- control our decisions, right? Whether it's, it, and I think even as a kingdom entrepreneur, so many times, a lot of us even think we're, we're stewarding well, just simply because we're, we're buying the cheapest thing. And that's not, necessarily the case, right? And, and this is why I'm so passionate about the kingdom economy and, and our, our large emphasis on that. Like if I'm going to do business, I want to I want to sow on good soil. I want to pour into other kingdom minded entrepreneurs that are that are going to, you know, tithe on that money and then give above and beyond and actually put it to use. Yeah. Um, and so it, this is just where, where I just love your guys' whole philosophy and I'm just so pumped, man. To I, I again, I want to ask so many more things here. I know we're we're running tight here. We both have back-to-back uh calls and things like that. But um if it well, let's just tell we'll we'll let the King's Council community know we we're forming an, an alignment. The King's Council and, and Better Wealth is is forming uh an alignment within our, our coaching programs. Better wealth has a coaching. Uh, side of things, not just uh, you know doing the X-ray is is part of it, but within the King's Council, our our members are going to have access to these things like the X-ray that you're referring to, and 
and tax checklists and all sorts of fun things that I just geek out to. Um, and so we're, we're, we're going to be hosting some workshops coming up and you got, you guys host workshops on, on the regular, right? You got some coming up. Yeah. I mean, yes. And, and the answer is if you're a part of King's council, you are in good, you're, you're in a good place and we're, we're, we're figuring out a way for you to go through the x-ray as a part of your membership at yeah. King's council. And like, that's so cool. And I'm like, so excited for, for this because we can align. I love that word alignment. Um, and everyone can win. And I'm just, I, I'm excited to see, see people go through this. And yeah. I think we should have some type of calculator and how much money through inefficiencies we Dude. freed up. It's going to be millions and millions of dollars in your community alone. One year. Oh my goodness. Oh and, my goodness. And, and just imagine that. when you take your principles of, you know, of ownership, stewardship, worship, kingship, like it, it compounds fast. And that's, yep. that's, uh, that's, what's going to be fun. Yes. Yes. I mean, absolutely. That's just truly uh, the only way that I've learned how to, how to not serve money is by, by giving it away. And, and that's when I truly can know like, Hey, I'm less it's the IRS, right? It, well, <laughs> yes. That's yeah. That's a, that's a different type of giving. Um, <laughs> I want to be the one to control yeah, where to yeah, give it yeah. to. Right. Amen. Amen. <laughs> uh, it's good. We should, we'll do We'll do some follow-ups if we could, man. I would love to talk uh, tax strategy and things like that with you. Uh, again, just tremendous value for the community here, but uh, so you've got the book, the and asset, where else can people could, could find out more about you, man? You got a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a podcast, better wealth, YouTube, Caleb, better wealth, um, betterwealth.com. But quite frankly, if you're part of the King, um, you know, if you're part of this community, King's council, you're, you're in a good place. And I think we're very soon, we're going to figure out ways. And so, uh, selfishly to hold tight, hold tight. And, um, we're, we're gonna, we're going to be doing some really cool things. And, and so if you're not a part of King's Council, you should be. Um, right. <laughs> and if you're not going to, then you can come to betterwealth.com and, <laughs> and pay for the x-ray. We'd love to serve you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the whole the call to action. And, and, and Riley, I, I love you so much. And I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that you're in my life. And I'm also grateful that we can be co-creating and, um, and really serving together. This is a, it's, it's fun, man. And yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful to God that he just gives us the opportunity to do life with people that we love. Heck yeah, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you being on brother. And for our listeners, uh, do yourselves a favor at the very least subscribe to his YouTube channel. He put out a ton of amazing content What 500 and some episodes. It's, um, not quite on YouTube. Um, but okay. on our podcast, we're coming up and yeah, we're, we're posting multiple times a week and we're just trying to, we're trying to be relevant and we're trying yeah. to get people to start thinking differently. So yeah. Um, yeah. Subscribing means the world. Yes. Shoot him a, a subscribe. So Caleb, I love you, man. Appreciate you being on and we will talk to you very, very soon. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the King's Council Podcast. If you loved what you heard, give us a follow and a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcast. You can also watch this episode and much more on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash King's Council Coaching.